airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Huh, who's Thanks that? so much for listening. Oh, oh hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, just behind the scenes, it always seems like it's going to be so hectic. Like we are, I I really do love what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am so grateful um, for what God has called us to do. Um, in the media to tell the truth about who God is. And, um, you know, so it's always this thing whenever we've added a baby to the family, um, which seems to be every four to something, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, there's always this thing of like, okay, how does, how does that look? And and what's that going to look like? And, um, the Lord is merciful, right? That if he calls us to this work, then he will allow us to do it. And, uh, and so I, I just honestly have a little bit of anxiety every time, I've returned to air after mm-hmm. a baby because each of these these kids have their own personalities and you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never buddy. know what they want right at two central. Right. You know what I mean? You just never know. Yeah. Um, but as we ease back into this and, and we see that, you know, we can we can manage that our family is structured in a way that um <laughs> it's gonna all be okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's gonna all be okay. Anyway, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And we really do appreciate you listening. I, I will say I'm I'm grateful um, that today I get to join Will and doing the show, but also grateful that I get to talk to Laura Perry and her mom, uh, Francine. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura is like truly like a sister to me. Yeah. Like I, I have some, um, I feel a little bit of personal investment, <laughs> right? Like just yeah. a um, yeah. true sister connection with her. And so I didn't want to miss an opportunity to be able to talk to her about something special that's going on. We've been talking about it. Well, at least, well, the great's been talking about it all week mm-hmm. and uh, talk to her mom about it. And so I'm looking forward to that. But I also wanted to talk to you about something, Will. And I didn't okay. tell you I was going to talk to you about no, this. No, it's but fine. I'm ready. I just said, yeah, I know. I know. Here's the sad truth, right? <laughs> the sad truth. And I tell you this, not every day that you come home, but I've told you this a few times. Um, you don't need me to do this show. Right. Like, Come on, man. you know, you, you it's <laughs> not airing the Addison's without you. It would be airing the Addison. Yeah. And so it's not um, complete. Anyways. And, and everybody else is going, I told her that, you know, of course, you never did <laughs> need her. No. Just need to talk more. Let the man speak. Yeah, um, whatever. No, they're they're out there. I've heard from them. <laughs> Anyways, that's how they sound too. They sound hey, just, just like that. Just no, Let the no. Speak. Okay. No, no, no. They don't. Some of them are like. <laughs> some of them are just like yo. <laughs> Let them talk mo m o. Um, but no, it's great. It's great to be back with you. Um, I I have to say, I got an opportunity to listen to your show from yesterday, the prophetic voice of the church. Um, I was very curious about that show when you told me the topic that you were planning. And so I got to listen and boy, man, that show, um, yesterday's discussion, Will oh, wow. the Great. That, I didn't know you listened. That was, look, I, I have to check on the quality of the show. <laughs> All right. I have you to, I, I can't just let okay. everything fall through the cracks just because I'm gone. I, I mean, I have to make sure that you are Doing speaking like to checks. our audience. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. It's it's actually called air checks. Um, I have to check and make sure that what's going out in the air um, is <laughs> of the on, caliber man. that we, our audience has come to expect, right? <laughs> and boy, was yesterday's show such that show. Like Praise it was... God. It was it was that type of show is what I'm trying to say, maybe not so eloquently. Um, I, I've been thinking about the the quote that you quoted from Micaiah in First Kings, chapter 22, verse 14. Mm-hmm. And I went uh, to read it myself to let my eyes see it, you know, in my Bible yeah. so that I can remember it's on the right side in the first <laughs> column when I'm looking for it yeah. the next time. Um, As the Lord lives, what the Lord says to me, mm-hmm. that I shall speak. That's right. If that is not the call for the church today, mm. will I don't know what is like that is the type of posture that we have to have. And yeah. I was so encouraged and challenged, you know, by by your show yesterday, the topic of the prophetic voice of the church. I don't think that many of us think of ourselves as, you know, that it matters that we are in agreement with God and mm. that we communicate that we are in agreement with God. Yeah. No, I, I think, you know, the church has to step up and be who God called the church to be in the earth, you know, and I think about the, the country we live in, man, the church has to sound the alarm. The church has to say what God says, you know, about the different issues. We can't cower. We can't back, back down because of, you know, being ostracized or whatever. Mm-hmm. We have to speak the truth of God's word. The church is the pillar in the ground of truth. You know, Amen. and we have to we have to be that, you know, uh, not just so we can just uh, sound the alarm for sounding the alarm's sake. But, man, that yeah. people would hear the truth and, and come to Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. man, we have to, you know, the Bible talk about redeeming the times because the days are evil. We have to understand and be wise. And, yeah. man, if we could just look out at what's going on and what's happening in our world, we can just see that these days are evil. So what mm-hmm. is our position uh, as the people of God, what what do we do? And so I, I've really been uh, struck by that, by having a prophetic voice and, and, and yes. hearing from the Lord and saying what he says about the different issues, not what was popular, not That's what right. culture is saying, not what this one, you know, this uh, great writer is saying, but what is God saying? And we Amen. have to get back to that. Now, how do you think we grow in that conviction? Like it's one thing for me to listen to your podcast and to hear that and to walk away mm-hmm. encouraged and, and kind of have this coach put me in feeling yeah. right. Like you, cause you hear a podcast like that and, yeah. and you, you go, all right, I'm yes, Lord, I'm, I'm ready. Yes. But there's more to building that resolve than just hearing an encouraging word. Isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I think it starts with, with us um, uh, praying, you know, and seeking Amen. the Lord on yeah. how do you desire to use me in the time that I'm living in right now, how how do you want to use me to be mm-hmm. that prophetic voice? We have to it's, it's almost like I, I, I feel like we have to have the burden of the Lord. Like what he, what does he have for mm, us to do? Good. And in wherever our sphere of influence is, you know, in that area, man, we need to carry God's word, you know, and it, it may not look like what we're doing on radio. You know, it may look look, look like something in your neighborhood, within your family, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. however it looks. You get with, with God and he will give you that burden. You know, I, I'm reading through um, the book of Jeremiah and I'm seeing you, you can like the burden that that God laid up on him and the words that were giving given to him. You can it's almost mm-hmm. it almost comes out off the page. You can you can hear 
you know, the cries and, the, you know, and yeah. I'm like, man, I, as I read that, I'm like, man, I feel like we're living in a similar place to what Jeremiah was talking about. You know, what mm-hmm. was going on, not only just in the world, but the, the priest were, were acting up, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. just the people of God were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. God was sending, you know, uh, worth, uh, words of repentance and all kind of things to try to draw them back, but they never would, you know. And so I, I think receiving the, the burden from the Lord through prayer and asking God, what do you desire for me to do, you know, where I am right now? You know, that's that's where we start. Yeah, you know, you said something to me this morning, um, and, and I have to admit, it's like I know we, we talk about these things all the time. We are, I would say, keenly aware of what's going on, the spiritual implications of what's going on in our nation. Mm -hmm. But you said something this morning. You said, man, Meek, we live in a wicked country. Mm -hmm. We live in a wicked country. And to tell you just plainly, that kind of jolted me a little bit when you said it. And I didn't immediately respond. and, And I was processing and thinking about it. And I thought, yeah, we do. And then I had this thought of like, you know, I think too often I am comforted or I've comforted myself in by saying our country is growing darker and darker. We are headed. We are moving increasingly mm-hmm. so that it seems that we are not actually where we are. Yeah. But when we look at where we are, what we repeatedly Man. talk about, what we see happening when there's deception in the media, right? Mm-hmm. When there's deception even in, in our own homes and families, right? When we have churches that are divided, when we it appears that the enemy has sort of been, been able to creep into every area of our mm-hmm. lives, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. we have to battle on so many different fronts. Yeah. You have to be at the point where you say, we are here. We are, we are not we are a basically mm-hmm. good nation with a lot of wickedness happening, hmm. which I think has been my posture. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we, there's a lot of wickedness going on in our country, our precious country. There's a lot of wickedness. And so it causes us to battle differently. Hmm. But when you said this morning that we live in a wicked nation, yeah, that kind of hit me a little bit differently. It, mm-hmm. it, it went from in my mind being, oh, man, you know, we've got all these wicked people, which mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. But it went to, wait a minute, there truly is wickedness on all sides yeah like we truly are right now immersed in a culture yeah. that hates god yes it's not hating god it's not headed toward a hatred of god right. we are planted right now as christians i'm talking about mm-hmm. i'm talking about christians mm-hmm. who also happen to be americans there's a difference in the distinction yeah we are dwelling in the midst of unclean people and that's the norm yeah. Like that's the default. Yeah. I think if we understand that better, mm-hmm. we will war better and pick up this, as you describe it, this burden of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, it's on all different levels. It's like, you know, uh, when, when I when I think about it, man, I, I was I was thinking this morning just about one aspect. I was like, man, we slaughter okay. babies. <laughs> we, you know, mm. like in this, like every day by the thousands, like, yeah. Like, do we really sit back and think about what we're doing? You know, so if you want to look at Babylon, if you want to look at Rome and all the things that they were doing, man, we're right Mm -hmm. on par with that stuff. It's Mm -hmm. wicked. It's evil. Mm -hmm. There's principalities. There's, you know, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places, high places. Look at what's going on in our country right now. You know, with those who have power and money, 
you know, the, the greed and all that stuff that's that's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think we have mm-hmm. to have a, a, a sober look at where we are and cry out to God that he would, you know, yeah. uh, in, in, in repentance, that he would have mercy. You know, we can't think that we're yeah. better than what we are. You know, that's right. And man, and look, that's that is that's convicting. All right. Because I I what I want <laughs> is to maintain what I believe God gave to us in giving us this country. I want to maintain that that salt and that light. I want to be that city on a hill. I want to be that beacon. Right. Like that shines out mm-hmm. in the darkness. And so I guess the way that I have thought is like, no, 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 we're 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 a good nation. We just got some wicked people here. <laughs> but our nation has taken a dastardly turn. Yeah. Like our, our nation has um, rebelled against God that if we acknowledge that and mm-hmm. if we posture ourselves in a way that says we are wicked and it, it's uh, we accelerating have turned away from the. Yes. You know, it, yes. It, it's, it's speedily becoming more and more uh, wicked. You know, you can just look around yeah. and see like blatantly with a high hand. People are doing things that they would yes. have never done in the past. You know, things that were, you know, uh, undercover is now brought out in the mm-hmm. light. And, and there's a, a pride to it. Mm-hmm. Pride, <laughs> you know, in, in the wickedness, you know. So I, 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 when I read the word of God and I see how God dealt with his people, Israel, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. man, what makes us think that God will not deal with us, a nation that has said that we're under God, you know, that God has established mm-hmm. this land, you know, how yes. it was even founded. That was a miracle that America That's right. came to be. But when we That's turn right. away from That's God, right. I mean, what are the repercussions? You know, we have to be real yeah. about this. And as a people of God living here, that should be a posture of repentance and Lord help us, you know, mercy, yeah. Lord, you know? Yeah, because I think if you say... Um, our lamp has gone out, then you can ask the Lord properly to restore that. Mm. Versus if you believe that your lamp is still lit, right? right, Then maybe you're not praying (laughs) or asking the Lord for that which is greatly needed. Right. And, And I think what we do need is to be humbled before the Lord and to say we are not great. Yeah, yeah. If the definition of America being great was that America was good then if the goodness is gone then we're not great yeah we can have all kinds of nice things happening economically prayerfully you know what i mean culturally hopefully Mm -hmm. but if we don't fear god then we're not great yeah and that is the point that i think we have to cry out to the lord all Mm. right aaron the addison's american family radio we'll be right back the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you joining us. I'm Miki. And I'm Will and Zach Williams with No Longer Slaves. And I am not going to make any apologies 
for the possibility that it could get real giddy, like laughy and girly <laughs> chatty, okay? Oh, my goodness. Because my friend... I'm a backup then. My friend, Laura Perry, <laughs> uh, is joining us today. We're going to talk about something really important. And her mom, Francine, superhero mom. I mean, oh, man, there's... <laughs> I, I, the thing is, I'm not going to know where to start. Now, let me just say this, okay? They have given us all the prep that we need for what we're doing here. Um, you know, suggested questions to ask you guys. But I'm, we're just going to visit, okay? And we're, so we may, in some people's minds, be all over the place. But here is what I know. I know that the Holy Spirit of God mm-hmm. will guide our discussion Amen. in this moment. And so that the ministry that needs to take place, the encouragement that needs to take place will happen. Amen. And by God's yeah. grace, someone who is away from the Lord right now and listening um, will have their hearts moved upon by the Spirit of God. And so that's that's my prayer. That's my hope that what we do here today uh, will produce immediate fruit, maybe long term. But I'm hoping for immediate fruit Mm -hmm. that people who are listening today who are away from the Lord um, will (laughs) rejoin him. Right. Yes. Um, All right. So Laura Perry in studio and her mom, Francine Perry. Um, let me just get this out of the way. Laura, my girls are trying to get us to get many and petties while you're here. <laughs> I know that's not going to happen. Um, but I just want you to know that they're like, Mom, this would be the perfect oh, time. They have, <laughs> they have no care for your schedule, your time frame. They don't care. They're like, Laura's in town. We can go get manicures and pedicures like tomorrow. Like, let's do it. So anyway, I just want you to know that. Um, Francine. Oh, go ahead, Laura. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I just love your family so much, and I'm so excited to see your girls again. I hope. I hope we'll get to see each other later. Look, well, I'm, I am I sent you a message, and yeah. I'm things are looking good. I just will tell you that. Okay, so <laughs> yes. anyways, all right. Um, all right, Laura, many of our listeners will be familiar with your incredible testimony, mm-hmm. and many of our listeners will be familiar with your mom through your testimony. I'm excited that we're going to have the opportunity, um, at least myself for the first time, to engage with your mom and talk about what was happening behind the scenes. Because so much of what we see as we've gotten to know you, I've read your book, we've, you've been a part of uh, the Marriage, Family, and Life Conference, is the result of prayer that was happening behind the scenes. So what I would like to do is to maybe have you start, Laura, kind of give a thumbnail sketch Um, for people who may be listening for the first time and are not familiar with your testimony. And then I want to bring your mom in because this aspect of your testimony is as important as what we saw Mm -hmm. in your life. It's important to know what your mom was doing behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, just real quickly for anyone that hadn't heard, um, I'm a former transgender. I lived that life for almost nine years. And even before that, really had about 10 other years of a lot of rebellion against God. And um, very early in life, um, you know, the, I just began to believe the lies of, of the enemy about myself, about my mom. And, you know, I look back and she did not deserve uh, the things that I had thought about her. And But I really began to believe we didn't um, have a great relationship and I just felt like she treated my brother different. And I really began to believe that she loved my brother more than me. And so, and the reason, sometimes it's even hard to bring that up, except for the fact that I love the redemption that God brought in all of it. Because with when I went into that lifestyle, it really began to break her and my dad. And um, they, she really began to surrender to the Lord and, and just full surrender. And so during the years that I was off living in this lifestyle and just breaking their hearts, and I was going through all the hormones and the surgeries and all this, um, it was beginning to change her. And the Holy Spirit just began to radically change her. Mm. And then by the time years later, 
um, I was working on a website for her, and um, I realized through some conversations that she had been changed, and I asked her what was different, and as she began to tell me, she, um, I realized, when I really realized that my mom had changed so much, it was at that moment that I knew the gospel was true. And it was like all of a sudden I mm-hmm. knew that Christ was alive. You know, this is not some dead God. He was real, and I could see the transformation mm-hmm. in my mother. And so I, And now we've been totally... Uh, both redeemed but also reconciled, but now the Lord allows us to minister mm-hmm. together. So it's awesome. just been an incredible journey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- there's always been this question in my mind that I am so glad that this moment we have, and I can ask this question, because being familiar with your testimony and hearing that aspect, I have often wondered how your mom viewed what you just shared. So Francine, you know, I know that you've obviously heard Laura's testimony so many times there may have been a moment where for the first time you heard that she thought that way or that she was having those feelings or that that was something that the enemy used to really just draw her away. Um, How did you feel about that? Like, what was your perspective regarding that? Okay, regarding the fact that uh, she uh, seemed to blame me for a lot of her thoughts earlier, I had no Mm -hmm. idea. And so when I heard her begin to voice that, I was really kind of stunned that she would have thought, you know, those different things. But uh, as I've listened to her testimony, you know, I really began to see how she arrived at that uh, decision. And, of course, she will tell you uh, and she uh, will testify to the fact that her brother was a very quiet, compliant child. (laughs) <laughs> that every mother would love to have. <laughs> he was the perfect child. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that Laura was very active <laughs> and that she was yes. extremely strong-willed. <laughs> and so uh-huh. uh, she saw it as mom loves the boy more. Well, <laughs> you know, the boy never gave mom much trouble. <laughs> and so... <laughs> From what you shared, Miki, I think I could relate a lot to Sam Witt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Sam Witt. Yeah, you're, you're our Sam Witt. <laughs> I was. She littered the house with books and magazines on the strong-willed child, and I thought, hey, I think that's about me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, so, uh, oh, man. you know, and, and I have said, you know, we had two other children. Uh, she has an older sister also. And those, mm-hmm. those two, our house was very quiet. And Paul and I just thought, you know, we are pretty good parents. We are rocking this really well. <laughs> and then we had Laura. We got this. <laughs> so I was sent to humble you. <laughs> so, yeah, she was, yeah, sent, right. she was sent to humble us. Wow. But, you know, a lot <laughs> of the things right. I heard, uh, when she first came home and she was at uh, my lady's Bible study, and I had invited her mm-hmm. to give her testimony, to all these women that knew my perspective, mm. you know, because I had shared mm. so much over the years uh, teaching these women uh, how God made me take my mask off of uh, and, and to uh, literally put out there the uh, the dirty laundry in our family, mm. you know, so yeah. to speak, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that nobody ever wants anybody else to know. Right. And so that mm-hmm. really opened the door for other women to begin sharing, you know, what's going on in their family, et cetera. But when Laura stood up for the first time and gave her full testimony, I was sitting by a friend, and I just kept saying, I didn't know that. 
Hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. And she was telling yeah. a lot of the things I think that are in her book. Uh, and I just, mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed with all that she had been doing uh, during those years living as a transgender and even before that Paul and I were mm-hmm. not even aware of. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I just thought, wow. And people have asked me if I've read her book. And the answer is I read page one and I closed it. Hmm. And I haven't hmm. read it again, um, haven't opened it again, but I have heard, you know, a lot of her testimony. So a lot of what I've heard her say, I would have thought she was talking about another life. Wow. You know, yeah. wow. I, I didn't recognize a lot of what she said. Hmm. Um, so a lot of it was and, very and new to me. when you say... Okay. Okay. So when you say you didn't recognize a lot of what she said, uh, um, certain aspects of her testimony, do you mean you didn't recognize this life of rebellion or do you mean that you didn't recognize the life she described that to her was sort of like the catalyst into this depth of rebellion? Right. That's what I didn't recognize. Oh, I recognize the life of rebellion. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, it was obvious. Okay. That was pretty obvious. <laughs> one thing I wanted okay, to okay. say, though, one thing I, that I have learned from hearing many stories, I think often kids um, perceive things that aren't true. You know, I really That's began right. to believe, and a lot of it is believing the lies of the enemy. And so I would interpret things that I would see, um, and then you would... Um, you know, I believe this as a very early child based on the way we were treated. Like we said, you know, my brother had a very different personality. And mm-hmm. uh, I think mom was exhausted a lot. She was doing so much at the church and in ministry mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was just, I felt like such a pest. I was told I was annoying a lot. And it was like, just go away, you know. And mm-hmm. um, But I've learned that a lot of kids perceive things that aren't true. But to them, it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just for a quick right. example, there's a very good friend of mine who, when he was, um, younger, he was having trouble with, um, some of the farm equipment and he kept, um, breaking it and his dad would get mad at him. And one day his, his dad just said, stupid. And he thought that his dad was talking about him. And this was a deep, deep wound in him that his mm. dad thought he was stupid. Wow. He found out years later, his dad wasn't even talking about him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, that's amazing. And just now it, to, to kind of mm. keep us on track as far as the context that we're discussing all, all of this, we're talking about prodigals and we're talking about those who have grown up in the things of God and at a certain point rebelled, turning away from the Lord, turning away from the things of God, turning away from family. And I think it's so important for people to understand and maybe even find a way to connect with the stories, the accounts that you guys are sharing. Because I think that parents and children, though, you know, for all intents and purposes are living the same experience, they think, but each person is processing very differently. I'm wondering, Laura, if there is an encouragement that you would offer to the kid listening and then Francine, if there's an encouragement that you would offer to the parent listening on this point alone, the different perspectives. Yeah, my advice to the any kid that is listening, and even if you're an adult child, actually, um, is to tell your parents yes. how you're feeling. Um, there was so much that I stuffed down and so much that I internalized, but I, I never told her what I was feeling because a lot of times the parent is completely unaware, mm-hmm. and um, they mm-hmm. were just so shocked by all of this. But I had felt these things for many, many years. So just be yeah. honest, and they, we, we need to recognize that we are all sinners raising other sinners, and we are going to hurt each other 
you know, however unintentionally. And that's why Jesus taught us to forgive one another. But if we never tell them, um, then then they don't know. Mm-hmm. Francine, what about yeah, uh, to I the will parent say, who's listening uh, who maybe thinks? Okay, Laura, there's uh, quite a few years difference between Laura and our other two. So around age 9 or 10, she was really like the only one left at home. And so, uh, like when we were at church and stuff, she was constantly at my side. I mean, she would choose to sit with mm-hmm. me over uh, sitting, I'll say, with the, the youth group and things like that. And I really thought everything was going great between us. Mm. Because until she turned about 16, I really we never really had any problem with her. Wow. And so uh, uh, when all of the rebellion started, which ultimately led to the transgender lifestyle... Uh, when she was 16 and 17, I was stunned because I thought, you know, she and I were doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I never mm-hmm. really saw a lot of trouble, especially after the other two left home when it's just us. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought things are going really good here. Mm. And I did not. I, I was just stunned. Yeah. So I really was. So keeping those uh, lines of communication open Mm -hmm. and having a relationship that you can be transparent and say hey mom dad this is what i've been thinking and going through that's very very uh important you know yeah and Mm -hmm. because i'm thinking as as we are talking about you know my children have all different personalities (laughs) (laughs) all different personalities that's right and you know uh we're we're striving to raise them up you know in the godly way but even then you can there are things that you may miss may not know Because if you don't uh, really mm-hmm. nurture that relationship and say, hey, I want to really know what you're thinking and what's going on, you can you can miss a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one thing, too. So I'm really, I'm. Okay. I think we have a little delay. Oh, go ahead. No, I just I just wanted to highlight just for our parents who are listening, because I think this is a great point that you made, Laura, that we're not talking about um just small children when when I say and I should probably I think it's better to say child because we're talking about all ages here Mm -hmm. those who have parents who are praying for them um, and they have turned away from the Lord I think it's important to note that it's not just um, high school students or college students um, or young adult that it's also you know middle age and older who are in rebellion against God and I think that this conversation would be an encouragement for them but go ahead Laura uh yeah I was just Actually, I've forgotten. I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, totally fine. <laughs> I just I was trying to think just, of a good way to cover that. that I, it I ain't coming. Okay, I'll just interject here. <laughs> we get, uh, we have our prodigal prayer ministry with my ladies Bible mm-hmm. study. And, and I have quite a few mothers, grandmothers call me now that they know who I am and mm-hmm. who's my daughter. And the majority of them are with adults in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Wow. The children. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's mm-hmm. the majority. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm glad that we have the opportunity to have this conversation. There is one thing I, I don't want to press in an area that is tender, um, but I do wonder, um, Francine, why it's been so difficult to read Laura's book. I know you've heard her testimony, um, but I'm wondering, and maybe we'll get to this on the other side of the break, Uh, And then a follow-up question would be for us to talk about um, prodigal prayer ministry and the hope that we can see this uh, blossom in our churches, that we would pray consistently 
for wayward children. Um, so we can get into that when we get back. And then also um, maybe talk about a little, little bit of that, I don't know, anxiety and reading the rest of the book. The book, by the way, is Transgender to Transformed. And uh, you can get it at afastore.net. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory to where my sin Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Hopefully we have secured a better connection. I'm sorry. I was a little bit like we had a, a delay, so yeah. I had all that kind of running through my mind. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Phil Wickham with Living Hope. Laura and Francine Perry join us today. We are talking about Prodigal Prayer Emphasis Week and also talking about um, Prodigal Prayer Ministry, which I agree with our sister Francine um, this is something that should be a part of church ministry. Like this is mm-hmm. something that should be a focus of the church. We've got to get to the point, and I've said this before, but not thinking of having a specific emphasis in this area. But I've said often we have to be at the point where the people of God, the church, the body of Christ get tired of the hemorrhage, mm-hmm. right? Like you have people who grow up in the church and then at some point leave or turn away. And that's what we're talking about today and using um, Laura's testimony of living a transgender lifestyle for almost a decade um, as the backdrop to be able to do that. Francine, you mentioned before we went to the break that, you know, reading Laura's book um, is difficult. And I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what aspect of that is difficult for you. I think, um, now, remember, I only read page one. Right. Uh, <laughs> and several of my good friends came to me and said, you know, I tried to read the first chapter and said, Laura was really hard on you. And so they they also, I guess, felt kind of what I did when I first started trying to read it hmm. because uh, it was hard to hear her perception of what life was like for mm. her as a little child. Wow. Mm. So that, that was really hard for me to think that she thought I loved boys more or thought that I didn't love her. Yeah. You know, so uh, that was really hard, and she never expressed that to me growing up. Mm-hmm. And so for me to hear it for the first time when I'm getting close to 55 or 60 years old mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that was pretty rough. You know, and that just says to me, um, just to underscore what we said in the last break here, at least what Laura pointed out, that this communication is so important Man, because so important. our perception is our reality. <laughs> yes. Right? Like the way we perceive things, mm-hmm. whether they are true or not, we will respond to those things as if they are true, as if they are real. And it seems that in Laura's life, um, that reality played itself out in ultimately turning away from the Lord and living a transgender lifestyle. Um, But let's talk about how you Francine um, were her or was her tether to reality. I I love the way she phrases that. (laughs) I do too. Because (laughs) you refuse to um, kind of 
come to where she was mentally and spiritually, I guess you didn't call her by her preferred pronouns or her preferred name. Correct. Talk Uh, about that conviction. Why didn't you do that? Because that's not who God made her. (laughs) (laughs) Francine, I think we're friends. I think we're friends. That's the answer I would give. (laughs) That is the answer you would give, Will. Just straight and to the point. Uh, uh, I mean, she was, as far as I could tell, off living in this reality, uh, an unreal world, like mm-hmm. a fantasy mm-hmm. thing. And uh, if you stand firm on God's word, you just say, that's not who you are. You know, mm-hmm. that's not who God made you. And so I've been dealing with several mothers and grandmothers whose families are threatening to cut them off if they will not affirm uh, who the child wants to be, how yeah. they feel, mm-hmm. give in to my feelings. And I said, you know what? You need to be a person that just lovingly stands for truth, mm. you know. And I told one of them, if the person does not believe on the authority of God's word, that it's not God's word, that's where we need to start. That's square one. Mm. Because mm-hmm. if they don't believe on that this is God's word and he says that these things are wrong and they're sin and you're giving in to the desires of your flesh, uh, we have a problem. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I can't work with you until you say that God's word is the authority and what he says, is there's a standard. And uh, so for somebody to uh, affirm, uh, I've got to call her who she wanted to be and recognize that she's a boy. I'm going against the authority of God's word. And I'm the one that's <laughs> going to be accountable to God for what yes. I say and what I believe. Right. So I just lovingly stand for truth. And I love what she said, because I hadn't heard her say it till a, a week or so ago, that when they get come to the end of themselves, they will go to the people that spoke truth to them. Mm. Yes. So I wanted yes. to, we wanted to be the one. We just stand for truth and we're just waiting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's do this, um, so wow. to speak. Um, paint a picture with a split screen here for our audience, because I think that for parents who are listening, who are dealing with prodigals, I think there is this feeling of, you know, I only see the exterior. I only see this life of rebellion that they're living. And it feels like my prayers, it feels like my intercession um, are just kind of hitting the ceiling and coming back down. So let's do a split screen here. Laura, you are living this life of rebellion. Um, I want to talk about what is going on in your life as the Lord starts to chisel things away. It's not immediate. But then I also want to talk, Francine, about what's going on with you and your women's prayer group and what you guys are doing um, in your local fellowship and praying, not only for Laura, but praying for other prodigals, as I understand. So, Laura, let's start with you. Yeah, and I just want to say real quickly, too, that I'm just so sorry to to my mom and just ask your forgiveness for I just didn't realize how much the things that I had said had hurt her. And it was never my intent. It really was, one, I had seen the redemption in the story, and look what God has done because I felt this way as Mm -hmm. a child. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, I mean, that's really, you know, it's like once you begin to believe that lie, it's like everything in life gets filtered through this lie Mm -hmm. that you're holding on to. And the Lord showed me one time that I was holding on to this root of bitterness. And he said, it's kind of like holding on to the the pot of a, um, like a pot that's on a stove and you're holding on to this hot handle and it's burning your hand and you're screaming about how much it hurts, but you won't let go. And so that's what the Lord has Mm -hmm. really been speaking to me about uh, letting go and forgiveness. But okay, to answer your 
um, your question, it was amazing to look back now. It, it was like, I can look back and see that God was answering their prayers the whole time. That's why I encourage parents, please, you know, don't give up on your prayers. Even if you don't see the fruit of it now, God intervened and did so many things in my life. And it was like this little breadcrumb trail that he kept uh, dropping little pieces and drawing me back. And there were so many things, um, even some of the darkest things began to um, draw me back. And it was like um, a, a turning point. Um, there was just for one example, there was one night that I had been listening to this awful music, and I, I know my dad was grieved. He'd seen some of my CDs and this real satanic, wicked mi- music I was looking to or listening to. And one night I was driving down the road, and I said, I'm so sick of this music. I'm so tired. It makes me so angry. And I turned it off just out of the blue, <laughs> turned it off and turned on Christian radio for the first time in years. And the presence of God filled my car. Wow. And it was like, I, it was just, I started weeping and I mean, this is like seven years before I got saved, but I, it was a profound wow. moment with God, and I never forgot that. Wow, that's powerful. And so, Francine, <laughs> just real quick, what is happening on your end? What, what kind of meetings are you guys having, and how are you praying for prodigals during this time? Um, our ladies' Bible study, uh, one night I woke up and I just felt like it laid on my heart that Instead of us focusing all the time on like our our church's list is just miles long with people's physical needs, Mm. but Mm -hmm. nobody seemed to be that concerned about all these prodigals. And so Mm. I just thought we need to have a specific time, a specific place where we put names of prodigals. They're just in a just an indiscreet basket. And we have little index cards and a pencil, and people can just put the names of a prodigal, put it in a little slot. We don't look at the names, you know, so it's a very private thing. And um, mm-hmm. we had, within a very short time, we've had over four, four to 500 names mm. that have been put in the box. And after people found out about it, or ladies in my Bible study tell their friends who tell their friends, uh, we began to get emails from all over the U.S. and even in some other countries. So we just wow. filled our box with uh, a lot of names, and we intentionally pray for them every Wednesday morning. And then about every fourth or fifth week, we stay an hour after Bible study. And I have a prodigal prayer leader who is wonderful, and she is the one that writes a lot of the prayers. We write prayers. She does straight from Scripture. Mm. And we pray over them. Mm -hmm. And once in a while, I will have a lesson strictly for us moms to encourage us. Wow. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. And we're taking part uh, in in that here at AFA. Uh, This week is the Prodigal Prayer Emphasis Week. And, you you know, if you're listening, you heard Laura and Francine's story. And if you you may have a similar story or or some struggle uh, that you would want uh, us to pray with you about, so... Uh, what you can do is go to inhisimage.movie slash forward slash prayer, and you can submit your prayer request, and we will pray. I have a couple prayer requests on my desk right now and uh, that I've been praying over. And so we, we believe in prayer. We believe that in the power of prayer that God uh, can change things. You know, it's not just lip service, but God has called his people mm-hmm. to pray. And so if you want us to partner with you, make sure you go to inhisimage.movie uh, forward slash prayer and submit your prayer request. It's just that easy, and we will pray, and we are believing for restoration, transformation, healing, and repentance of thousands of prodigals during this special uh, week. So 
uh, make sure you go to in his movie in his image dot movie forward slash prayer and submit your prayer request and we will pray we promise to pray amen Amen. And I want us to do that on the show before we wrap up. But can I just say something? This is just kind of burning and and it may not mean much, but I do want to just say, um, Francine, I read Laura's book cover to cover. And I got to tell you, like even now when when Laura just said, I just want to apologize. I didn't mean to hurt my mom. The interesting thing is, as we're having this conversation in the book, I saw you as a type of hero in Laura's story. <laughs> if I can just say that, I don't know. Like, and I don't think it's just me. When we talk about the spiritual warfare yeah. that is involved in uh, seeing somebody come back from <laughs> darkness, mm. yeah. um, there's a certain caliber of person that the Lord chooses to use. And so even with the picture that is painted before Laura's return to the Lord, in my mind, I didn't think, oh, my goodness, what a horrible mom. <laughs> I thought, oh, wow, look at <laughs> I thought, look at how she saw her mom. Look at what she thought. But then look at how God used her mom. So I want to say God, obviously, is the ultimate hero. But um, he, he chose a mighty strong woman to be in Laura's story and to help draw her back to him. And so I just want to make sure to say that so that um, the enemy is exposed. You know what I'm saying? So that he doesn't linger in the dark there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so for whatever that's worth, um, let's make sure we don't run out of time praying both for the prodigals and the parents of prodigals who may be listening and who desperately need prayer. Francine, could we start with you and then maybe wrap up with Laura praying? Yeah. Can I say one thing real quickly? Mm-hmm. I just want to say that Laura, uh, God really softened my heart towards Laura when I saw her as a victim a victim of the enemy mm. and a victi- victim of the deceit of the devil mm. and that this is a spiritual yes. warfare. It, it was not her mm. that was just trying mm-hmm. to hurt us or anything. I saw her as a victim and boy, did it change my heart mm. wow. as mm, I began that's to, good. to wow. pray that's for her. That's real good. Father, we just come to you this afternoon and thanking you for this opportunity And, Lord, I thank you how my own heart has been encouraged to even be participating here with AFA all day, and I just appreciate the opportunity. And I pray for these parents, Lord, who are walking through dark valleys, and they're in despair, they're in distress, and they feel hopeless and like there is not a light in this tunnel. And I just pray that you would give them little glimmers of hope like you gave me, because I just thank you so much for how you encouraged my heart even years before she came out of the lifestyle that you showed me in different ways you were working on her. And I just pray you will grant that to these parents who are grieving today. And Lord, I, I just want to... Laura, would you pray as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to um, pray a, a general prayer over these prodigals. This is out of Hosea 14. I, I love to pray the scriptures. And it says, Lord, have mercy on them. May they return to you and confess that they that you are their Lord and their God. May they no longer be fallen in their iniquity. May they no longer feel helpless and hopeless in their sin. But may they instead come to you and ask you to take away all their iniquity and ask you to receive them in your grace. Help them to see that through uh, that though they don't deserve your forgiveness, your mercies are new every morning and that your faithfulness mm. is great. Amen. 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 Laura Francine. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being so candid and sharing so much of your testimony and your trust 
in the Lord. And it's just a blessing to be able to see what is on the other end of the other side of obedience, submitting to and trusting the Lord. Just to remind our listeners again, uh, go to in his image dot movie forward slash prayer. If you are praying for a prodigal and want some other people like us to join you, that's in his image dot movie forward slash prayer. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.